Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Today we are resuming our study in the book of 2 Samuel. We're ready for chapters 21 and 22 today. Now, interestingly enough, well, hang on a second. First of all, chapter 21 uh, is one of the chapters where we get some more information about some of the giants uh, that lived in those days. You know, you hear about Goliath, uh, but there's more information about giants all throughout these historical books. And this is one of the chapters that includes uh, a decent amount of information about them. Uh, so we'll briefly touch on that when we get to it. And then we have chapter 22 to read today, which is David's Song of Deliverance. Now, interestingly enough, that is the prophet's portion for this week as well. So it goes hand in hand with the Torah portion that we read yesterday, Ha'azinu, which was the Song of Moses. The prophet's portion on the yearly schedule for this week, the reading would actually be 2 Samuel chapter 22. So it kind of works out beautifully. Not a lot of commentary for me this morning, but I will probably rant a little bit when we get to the Giants. So, uh, be looking forward to that. Alright, limited time, so let's just get after it. It's the book of 2 Samuel, we're ready for chapters 21 and 22, King James Bible. Let's begin. Then there was a famine in the days of David, three years, year after year, and David inquired of the Lord. And the Lord answered, It is for Saul and for his bloody house, because he slew the Gibeonites. And the king called the Gibeonites and said unto them, Now, the Gibeonites were not from the children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites. And the children of Israel had sworn unto them. And Saul sought to slay them in his zeal to the children of Israel and Judah. Wherefore David said unto the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? And wherewith shall I make the atonement that you may bless the inheritance of the Lord? And the Gibeonites said unto him, We will have no silver, nor gold of Saul, nor of his house, neither for us shalt thou kill any man in Israel. And he said, What ye shall say that I will do for you? And they answered the king, the man that consumed us, that devised against us that we should be destroyed from remaining in any of the coast of Israel. Let seven men of his sons be delivered unto us, and we will hang them up unto the Lord in Gibeah of Saul, whom the Lord did choose. And the king said, I will give them. But the king spared Mophishabasheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the Lord's oath, and that was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. But the king took the two sons of Rizphath, the daughter of Aya, whom she bare unto Saul, Armoni and Moshezabasheth, and the five sons of Michael, the daughter of Saul, whom she brought up for Adriel, the son of Barzillia, the Methaholite. And he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them in the hills before the Lord. They fell, all seven together. 
and were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first day, in the beginning of the barley harvest. And Rizphath, the daughter of Aiah, took sackcloth and spread it over, spread it for her upon the rock, from the beginning of the harvest until the water dropped on them out of heaven, and suffered neither the birds of the air to rest on them by day, nor the beasts of the field by night. And it was told David what Rizpath, the daughter of Aiah, had the concubine of Saul, had done. And David went and he took the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, from the men of Jabesh-Gilead, which had stolen them from the street of Bethshan, where the Philistines had hanged them, when the Philistines had slain Saul in Gilbeah. And he brought up from thence the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, and they gathered the bones of them that were hanged. And the bones of Saul and Jonathan, his son, buried they in the country of Benjamin and Zelah, in the sepulchre of Kish, his father. And they performed all that the king commanded. And after that, God was entreated for the land. Moreover, the Philistines had yet war with Israel. And David went down and the servants with him and fought against the Philistines, and David waxed faint. And Ishbi, Bonab, which was one of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear weighed three hundred shekels of brass and weight, being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. Baabashi, the son of Zeriah, succored him and smote the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swore unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle, that thou quench not the light of Israel. And it came to pass after this that there was again a battle with the Philistines at Gob. Then Sibekiah the Hushahite slew Saph, which was of the sons of the giants. And there was again a battle in Gob with the Philistines, where Alahanan, the son of Jari Orgim, a Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath, the Gittite, the staff whose spear was like a weaver's beam. And there was yet a battle in Gath, where was a man of great stature that had on every hand six fingers, and on every foot six toes, four and twenty in number, and he also was born to the giant. And when he had defied Israel, Jonathan the son of Shimei, the brother of David, slew him. These four were born to the giant in Gath, and fell by the hand of David, and by the hand of his servants. So what we have here is we have these four giants that are described in this, in this particular scene where they're going out to battle with the Philistines. Now, David already killed the first giant, right? Goliath. Interestingly enough, that apparently there were five. How many stones did David gather? He gathered five. I don't know if that's significant, but he only needed one to put down Goliath. By the way, he didn't kill Goliath with the stone, as many people think. He knocked him down with the stone and then cut Goliath's head off with his own sword. Now here, the Bible is going out of its way. To make sure you understand that these were not normal people. This was not Shaquille O'Neal, okay? This was not a seven-footer who just happened to be fairly large and bigger than most people. I mean, Goliath was likely around nine foot tall. You can go and pull up articles 
from the 20s and 30s and the late 1800s and early 1900s from news sites uh, all over the United States where it's being reported, hey, 15-foot skeleton dug up. I mean, I'm so frustrated by the ignorance of the church and of pastors and of seminary that teach pastors that this just is just talking about is this just symbolic or I mean it's going out of your way to say how many shekels the the weight of um, a weaver's beam um, it goes out to tell you hey they were different in other ways too for example what did the last what did it describe about Goliath's brother here he had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot four and twenty in number and was born to the giant they're trying it keeps saying born to the giant they're trying it's trying to make sure you understand not normal okay i'm so irritated about the lack of understanding and wisdom about this i'm irritated that people literally think that when it says the sons of god which in hebrew is b'nai elohim Everywhere that that phrase is used in the Old Testament, it's referring to angels, but in Genesis chapter 6, it's just referring to the sons of Seth. That's absurd. It's not biblically accurate. It's not consistent with what the Bible teaches. It's not consistent with the Dead Sea Scrolls. These events, as, a, as crazy as they were, happened. And there was literal giants on the earth in those days. That's why the Israelites were afraid to go take the promised land because they went and they saw and these people made them look like grasshoppers. Like we're grasshoppers in their sight. They're giants there. We, we cannot even begin to deal with these people. And then we get into the time of David and the book, the Bible goes out of its way to make sure you understand that these were giants, not normal human beings. I don't know what else to say. I've beat this horse to death over the last seven years. I've showed evidence. I've created videos showing you pictures and news articles where for hundreds of years, even here in the United States of America, they were digging up 15-foot skeletons, 13-foot skeletons, 10-foot skeletons, all over the place. We find these giant skeletons with, uh, di with different skulls in how they fit together with different eye sockets. I mean, how can people not see what's happening here? How can people not understand that this event took place? We have the bones. We have the historical recordings. Anyway, there's my rant. And I'm sure some will disagree. And that's fine. Let's finish. We're actually going to read chapter 22 now, the David's Song of Deliverance, which, which, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, also happens to be the prophet's portion for this week. I'm going to try to get through it quickly because I'm running out of time, and it's 51 verses. So let's read this, and then we'll be done. Here's what it says. And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all of his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my rock, in whom will I trust? He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower 
and my refuge, my Savior. Thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of death come past me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell come past me about, the snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to my God, and he did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled, and the foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was wroth. There went up smoke out of his nostrils, and fire out of his mouth devoured coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also, and came down, and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon the cherub, and did fly, and he was seen upon the wings of the wind, and he made darkness pavilions round about him, dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. Through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. And he sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and disconfounded them, discomfited them. And the channels of the sea appeared, and the foundations of the world were discovered, at the rebuking of the Lord and the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters, he delivered me from my strong enemy and from them that hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into the large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not done wickedly, and have not wickedly departed from God. For all his judgments were before me, and for his statues I did not depart from them. I was also upright before him, and have kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore the Lord hath recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanliness, in his eyesight. With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful, and with the upright thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure thou wilt show thyself pure, and with the forward thou wilt show thyself unsavory. And the afflicted people thou wilt save, but mine eyes are upon the hot, thine eyes are upon the haughty, that thou mayest bring them down. For thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop, by my God I have leaped over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. For who is God save the Lord, and who is a rock save our God? God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet, and setteth me upon high places. He teacheth my hands to war, so that thy bow of steel is broken my arms. Thou hast also given me a shield of, my, of thy save. Of, my, of thy salvation, and thy gentleness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, so that my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and destroyed them, and turned not again until I had consumed them. And I have consumed them and wounded them, that they could not arise. Yea, they are fallen under my feet. 
For thou hast girded me with strength to battle, them that rose up against me hast thou subdued under me. Thou hast also given me the necks of my enemies, that I might destroy them that hate me. They looked, but there was none to save, even unto the Lord, but he answered them not. Then did I beat them as small as the dust of the earth, I did stamp them as the mire of the street, and I spread them abroad. Thou also hast delivered me from the strivings of my people. Thou hast kept me to the head of the heathen, a people which I knew not shall serve me. Strangers shall submit themselves unto me, and as soon as I hear, they shall be obedient unto me. Strangers shall fade away, and they shall be afraid out of their close places. The Lord liveth, and blessed, by, blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God rock of my salvation." It is God that avenges me, and that bringeth down the people under me, and that bringeth me from my enemies. Thou hast, hast lifted me up on high, above them that rose up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Therefore I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. He is the tower of salvation, for his king and showeth mercy unto his anointed, unto David, and to his seed forevermore. And that is the song of deliverance from David. And honestly, it deserves more attention. I just don't have the time for this morning. Also, I apologize. I stumbled over some words and uh, during that reading. Some mornings, it's just hard. Some mornings, it's just difficult. But I, you know, I really do appreciate that first part. I'll bring this up at least, because he's talking about how it's, he called upon God in his distress, and God heard him. And he talks about how he's in a situation. And make sure you go back forth, back through it, and and read it again for yourselves. But he's in a situation where the wicked are everywhere. It seems impossible, and yet God delivered him. And yet, God came through for him. And he took him and he drew him out like many waters, right? And he rescued him from the strong enemy who hated him. Praise be to God. That's all I have time for this morning, friends. I hope you've been blessed, maybe even challenged. Thanks for listening. Please consider supporting this work if you believe in what's being done here. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.